everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Kaiser Bender and Baum Retail Adventures podcast. As I do every week, I introduce myself first as the Baum and Kaiser and Bender and Baum. I'm lucky enough to remember that these days. I've had a lot of stuff going on. I'll kind of update everybody at some point during the podcast. But with me, as always, are George Ann Bender and Rich Kaiser, Kaiser and Bender. Hey, everybody. How are you guys? Hey, Jake. Good to be back. Good to be back. We've been, I missed you. It is. It is nice. We've to been be back. missing you. You've been you've been crazy lately. And it's understandably been so. Yeah. So to update everybody, um, you know, my I've been dealing with this for about a month and a half now. Uh, we found out that my father had a brain tumor, um, and it's luckily the kind that doesn't metastasize. But you know, a tumor in the brain is never a good thing as I was told by the surgeon, <laughs> a giant mass pressing on things in your brain, you know, no matter where it is can cause issues. His happens to be like in a, in a key area um, by like the pituitary gland, hypothalamus and the optic nerve. And from what I'm told, I'm not a surgeon, but all those things are really important. Um, and it's been messing with him as far as like memory and just basic abilities that we really take a, take for granted um, and I have been learning a lot about it um, and a lot about what it's like to become power of attorney and what it's like to take care of a um, parent who's having those issues. And uh, I don't know, what I've learned is it's never too early um, or, or to go through those things. I thought that I wouldn't have to do this for maybe, I don't know, another 10, 20 years. Um, but here I am, you know, helping him out now. And luckily he's doing okay. Um, He's just not good. all there. That's good to hear. Yeah. From that's a health perspective, he should be fine. From a cognitive perspective, that's where it starts getting messy. So Yeah. Yeah. You are too young to be going through this. Rich and I have gone through this with our parents too, and it's not easy. And you have our love and prayers and support and whatever you need, we're here. Thank you. Guys are awesome. Certainly true. <laughs> Thank you. We have a, here's a good segue, we have a very, <laughs> yeah. special, a very special guest today. Our guest today is Adam Lovick. We're going to talk about travel today, you guys, travel. So Adam yeah. comes from a long line of travel planners. His family owns too many travel leaders agencies to list in Minnesota. They happen to be our travel agency which is interesting because we live in Chicago and they're in the suburbs of Minneapolis, but that just tells you how good they are. Adam has branched out. Adam owns the Traveler and hosts the Traveler podcast. His goal is to tell travel stories centered around a community of people who want to create their own travel stories. Adam brings, we've known Adam for a very long time. Adam brings unfiltered energy to people that live within the industry and beyond. Travelers, bloggers, award-winning cruise lines, hotels around the world, tour operators, flight attendants, and more. A couple of speakers. The Traveler <laughs> Podcast is, guest, is a guest-centric show with a mission to deliver a new wave of fresh content. Welcome, Adam. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. Uh, I appreciate the interview, or the, uh, the intro, rather. And uh, my condolences to, to Jason and his family as well. I'm sorry to hear about that. But, thank you, Adam. Um, yeah, of course. Uh, can you book yeah, me a you vacation? Because I really, really need one. <laughs> we could all we could we could all use one, Jason. That's that's for sure. <laughs> that's we know for that. Sure. Um, 
Yeah, but uh, but thank you guys so much for having me on today. Well, we're we are so excited to talk about travel, but before <laughs> we get into that, and that travel used to be ninety percent of Rich and my lives. Yeah. Stopped on March sixteenth, so we're really anxious to talk about it. But before that, Jason, can you bring us up to speed on what's happening in the world? Sure. Uh, and my travel these days is switching up my Zoom backgrounds. So I don't know if everyone else is <laughs> on that. I was lucky I enough it. to take a vacation in March right before all the shutdowns and everything. I'm in New Jersey and we went to Jamaica and we got back and it was like shut down everything. So we were like, you know what? We just went on vacation. It's cool. But now yeah. we're, we're <laughs> it's enough. You're ready enough. For one. Yeah. Ready for another one. Um, yeah. So in the news, yeah, my gosh, uh, it's hard not to sound depressed when you talk about it because obviously there's so much going on and it's in, coronavirus has impacted lives, health, but then also obviously the economy and then businesses. And uh, it's really hard to see, you know, California now um, rolling back on, you know, their, their openings and um, starting to do a little bit what New Jersey did and New York did and just kind of pause. Uh, New Jersey paused phase two. They're not going to move forward. California's rolling back on their openings. So there's no more guys, indoor dining, movie theaters. You're only in phase two in Jersey? Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we have a very conservative approach, but you know what? We're on, uh, I just, uh, Governor Murphy said the other day, he tweeted out the, the, I don't know, there's so many things tracking coronavirus, but one of them basically puts New Jersey as one of only three states on track to actually um, control it. So not eradicate, or not eradicate, but control it, have a controlled outbreak. Who's the third state? New Jersey, New York, and who? I think Connecticut. I think it was Connecticut Connecticut was the other one, yeah. Northeast. So you can't even even travel from from certain states. Thank Here's God we don't want you here right now. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. You're from Texas. Love you, but <laughs> stay out. in Texas. <laughs> you you can't yeah. come to Chicago either. Now, people are going, yeah, but I'm not going to go to Chicago. I'm going to go to the suburbs. Yeah, but the airports are in Chicago. Yeah. So. Well, it impacts people. Coming. You know, there's so many, gosh, I could tell you just going through what we talked about earlier with my father, you know, I can't go visit him. I can't see him. That's been a you level can't? of this. No. No, no, they're all shut down. You cannot go into uh, these facilities. I couldn't see him when he was in the ICU. I couldn't see him at uh, rehab, and I can't see him where he is now. Um, eventually, I will, but he has to be quarantined for 14 days. So they go through, you know, even though he had COVID tests at the hospital, he still has to be quarantined. It's the whole thing is crazy. Um, and you forget, like, life goes on amidst all this. And my brother is a police officer in Durham, North Carolina. He was going to come up. But if he comes up and takes off time from work, he has to be here for 14 days isolated. He has to quarantine. In your house. Before he can go anywhere. So it's like, yeah, right, in my house. So he can't do, so what's the point? So the whole thing on so many levels, coronavirus is just, man, do we need this thing to end. Um, We just had a, we just had a trade show at the end of October, cancel in New Orleans. And I was, that's my favorite place. I was so excited to go there. But they're having a little bit of a rebound, too, I think. Mm-hmm. But it was primarily because the, they're only in stage two, and the convention center doesn't open until, until stage four, and that's not going to happen that quickly. Yeah. So. Well, I think what we're learning is these states probably should have stayed in phase two, but because everybody's kind of has the, the, the stay-at-home fatigue, 
you know, we wanted yeah. to really get out there and like we keep talking about the health of retail, I think it's going to come back. Everybody's clearly like itching to get out. Um, well, the but, pandemic isn't over just because you're over it. Exactly, exactly. Um, there was another blow to U.S. retail, um, the women's fashion company, uh, Retail Wins, uh, RTW, uh, the owner of New York & Company, filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Um, and so that's you know another clothing retailer that has unfortunately been hit very hard by this. I got to tell you, New York & Company busted its shorts, still does, with its email blast. Every day, every day there's something new. They have li new lines coming out and deals and coordinating things. And so it, it's not from lack of trying because they, are, they have really put the company out there. It's, it's sad. Yeah. It's just uh, another unfortunate victim of, of the virus as it continues to go. I'm sure we're going to see more and more of this, unfortunately. You know, uh, that's it's probably the largest challenge to businesses now is mentally switching gears when you're running a business because you know what we've got is not going to be what we had and it's not going to be what we're going to get and uh, who knows where but man we better be on roller skates yeah right. i think depending on the hey, industry adam, too adam i just i just read or saw yesterday on tv that southwest airlines came out and said it needs three times the amount of passengers it has right now to continue wow. And United earlier, or United last week said that it may need to lay off half of its employees. What, do, yeah, what are you hearing? Was, yeah, I think it was around like 30,000 uh, plus employees with the United situation. It's a, it, the conversation gets a little, gets a little hairy, gets a little dicey. Um, you know, as far as, you know, how many more flights or how many more passengers will need for them to, let's say, break even. It's uh, everyone's in a tough spot and specifically the airlines, they're just in a tough spot. And right now it's hard to encourage people to travel, you know, so, you know, they're all preaching the PR moves right now or, you know, how safe and how healthy they can feel while on the plane. But it's, I mean, with the recent spike and, you know, all the domestic situations that are happening, uh, you know, if you plan to visit New York, New Jersey or Connecticut and you're from XXX and Y, there's just so many restrictions. I mean, but as far as the airlines, as far as the airlines go, I mean, it was going to happen eventually, I think, you know, it was just one yeah. of those situations where it was kind of hard to avoid. But yeah, I think that, I mean, I think I, I read the article recently about the United situation, you know, laying off 30,000 employees. Uh, that's that's amazing to me. Saying that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, tough, so you, it's a tough situation. You not too long ago flew from Minneapolis to LA. Walk yeah. Us Minneapolis through, to LA. Walk us through what that's like because most of us, I mean, Rich and I travel all the time. Jason travels a lot for business. We haven't been to an airport in four months. It's yeah. got to be, it's got to be different. What's it feel like? Yeah. And so I think initially when, when we kind of, you know, planned this out, what we did is we, uh, we road tripped down from Minneapolis to San Diego and we flew home. So we rented a car and then okay. dropped the car off when we got into San Diego. Um, you know, we made the initial, it, it was legal. I mean, it still is at the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, to fly. And, you know, at first it, it seemed like it'd be an overwhelming process, but it, it, you know what, I, I want to make a disclaimer because I would never highly encourage someone to travel at this time because there's so many other variables, you know, people feel unsafe, um, high risk, a uh, variety of things, but I would never tell someone that they can't if it's in, in within, you know, some of the 
legalities, if you will. Uh, but the airport, and this is me just being honest with you, the airport was very normal in, a, in almost a strange way. Um, yeah. You know, you, you wear masks, you stand six feet apart, and majority of food and restaurants are closed. But again, like this, this was, this was like three weeks ago, and yeah. so many things are changing so quickly that it could be different tomorrow. Um, so, but the actual airport itself, I mean, uh, I did a little video on this kind of recapping the process and in the situation we did the, the Delta Sky Club and, and to be honest, Delta is the best domestic, domestic airline you can fly. Um, I think it's, I think it's, I don't think it's under an opinion right now, but I'll leave that up for debate. Um, I think their in-flight experience, everything they do from the onboarding and, 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 uh, you know, offboarding the, the, the plane, everything they do is pretty sim seamless. Uh, you have to wear your mask the entire flight, but they come out with care kits with a bottle of water and a snack, hand sanitizer. I mean, they do everything they can possibly be doing to make sure that you feel confident in flying with them. And I make that, I try to make that message very clear in the video, and I hope that's what I did. Yeah. By the way, you make the coolest videos on the planet, and I want to know how you oh, do that. But that's, that's another topic. But okay, so <laughs> Jason's out to dry there. <laughs> Jason, they're so, yeah. they're so good. So, well, uh, before you, before you ask your next question, Georgian, I just want to say, because I flew in uh, March 8th, so literally when this sure. was blowing up, um, and, yeah. Yeah. but we, it was like the night before our flight, and I turned to my wife and I was like, are we doing the right thing? Like, should we be I remember going? you kept asking sure. that. And because sure. I was panicking, I was definitely panicking. And then because Trump had just come, I, I, it was his first press conference with Fauci, the hair and everything. And they were like, no, this is like a big deal. And okay, great. Um, and then we got on a plane the next day. And you know what? Like you said, it was kind of oddly normal. Um, you know, yeah. as normal as I could, we, we brought our wipes sure. and we were wiping the seats and everybody's wiping the seats. The whole plane <laughs> smelled like, you know, we were going to all lose our minds. Um, yeah. you know, they're going to melt away from whatever chemicals, but then it was like just normal. And that was great yeah. for a little bit, but obviously yeah. the whole world was kind of falling apart around us. But <laughs> what, what are other, pa what were other passengers like on the flight? Are they, cause I know you go into, you go into stores in Illinois, it's mandatory that you have to wear a mask. Sure. And I know that, that it's true on airlines too, but people in stores around here are just jerks. They'll not sure. wear a mask or it's hanging down under their nose or under their mouth. And sure. they're not social distancing. And That's the most censored I've ever planes. heard you. <laughs> you really <laughs> censored yourself. I totally censored myself. Actually, George, you can always predict that because especially I think with Americans, but you know, we're in control, control, control. We can do what, you know, we got off, we can do whatever we want. And then all of a sudden it's slammed with this thing that's foreign to us. And we're being told, this is what you've got to do. You know, you've got to stay inside. You've got to wear a mask. You've got to, got to, got to. And, and I, you. I, sometimes people light off on this control thing. You know, well, I'll wear a mask, but I'll wear it when I want to. I'm not going to wear it all the time. I mean, I've heard those things, and it puzzles me, but at the same time, I think I understand that. Independence. Independence. And uh, Yeah, it, independence the, that, you know, put your damn mask on so you can save my life. I know, but you know that the thing is, and, and, and this is why I'm so excited about having this today, because, you know, my perspective is that if, if you quill travel, 
you're quilling a huge amount of the economy in this, in, in my world, and I'm, I'm certain, certainly probably in the world, but uh, I, I think of the lost dollars, not so much as pleasure, but from business perspective. I mean, man, when, when the airlines start cutting down like they've done, where are we going from this? Where, where do you see this? I mean, I'm, I'm, you, know, I'm, you know, I'm a business guy, you gotta plan a lot, but you probably have your hands and, and feet right in the water. And, you know, what's your perspective? Where are we gonna go? <laughs> That's a loaded question right now, Rich. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the, the conversation is, is convoluted. Uh, it, it, it's hard to, it's hard to know when we're, you know, when we're going to see like some kind of, you know, drastic rebound. And, and, you know, a lot of people can agree that there's no V-shaped recovery at the end of this. Um, this is very gradual and very long. Um, I, I remember a quote, uh, Airbnb CEO came out and said, you know, travel will never look at the same. And more importantly, it'll be the way travelers are distributing. So where they're going. Um, you know, I think the international travel market will take some time. And I think at the end of the day, it's travelers confidence. It's people's confidence in, in, in travel and their safety and, and their health. So, uh, you know, Rich, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I'm involved in some of the conversations. I'm not as tight as I used to be in those, in, in, at those round tables, but you know, no one, no one has the answers. Um, but, but I think it's kind of a sitting back and you wait kind of thing. You know, I, I wish yeah. I had a better answer for you. I think we're all feeling that. Chase. I watched Disney open, you know, this week I watched yeah, it. Big. Yeah. And I big. thought to myself, boy, is this going to shatter those guys or are they going to have drivers coming in? You know, just get in your car and drive across the country. I, I don't know. Well, it, and there's lots of there's lots of annual pass holders that it's are coming back that too. That you but say about international though, like I mean, personally, I would love to get out of this country. I think this country is sure. the is, yeah. the is the scary place to be right now. Everyone else sure. seems to have yeah, a handle number, on it. We're number one in coronavirus. Hey, <laughs> I guess that's but I good think, to be number one. I right? think yeah, no, that's a fair thing to say, Jason. But I think uh, you know people that don't generally travel would probably steer away from that. Sure, sure. Um, but with that being said, I mean, hey, there's international destinations that I can travel to tomorrow. I mean, the Caribbean's yeah. open, uh, you know, Mexico. I mean, there's places you can go. You can hop on a plane tomorrow, and, and some of them aren't even requiring negative tests. And some of them, but majority of them are. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I think uh, domestic travel just seems easy. I mean, I could hop in a car and drive to Denver and visit national parks. And so I think that's a little bit more incentivizing. I think the less hassle, don't have to deal with the process of the airport. So, so yeah, but back to, back to Rich's point, I mean, yeah, Disney World opening up uh, and, and two more parks are opening up tomorrow. Um, you know, I remember talking to a pilot, uh, international pilot Delta, and he said, uh, you know, I asked him, what is going to be like the next kick, right? Uh, I think it's parks and, it, and it's sports, right? And so, you know, as soon as these two kind of things come, come back and we don't see a, another spike, uh, I think we'll be able to have more clear conversations around the idea of rebound travel. This is going to be well, the resurgence of the RV. Yeah, Everyone's yeah, going to yeah, get yeah. an RV again. Here we go. Yeah, the Great well, American Road Trip is back. That's for yes, sure. Yes, yes, camping. Florida. That rebound, Florida that, that rebound travel is interesting. Now, I, I hear of all these pilots that are being laid off, all the staff that are being laid off. My gosh, they're going to have to refuel real quick, won't they? I mean, if it, I mean, I, I, I just got a feeling it's going to be a great pent up demand. 
Just yeah. Florida. Yeah. Florida, um, Florida is the state that has the, as of right now, the highest number of COVID. It's growing. And Disney just opened. And it was really interesting because they showed a lot of videos of, you know, people on top of each other and how horrible it was. And there was yeah. one, there was one um, reporter who they had used a video of hers that she'd put on Twitter that in the beginning there was some sort of mix up, but then she had all these other videos for the rest of the day. And it showed people social distancing and wearing their masks and being polite. And so we, we get kind of a skewed picture of it. I, Universal opened in the beginning of June and it seems to be rolling along. People are following the rules. People are, are doing the things they need to do. I, you know, I don't know. I would get on a plane tomorrow and go yes. to New Orleans and spend two weeks if it was open. But the yeah. places I like to go to, like I <laughs> love, I love Royal Street, the French Quarter, and many of the retailers are still closed. That's the thing that's holding yeah. me back. You know, I'm not afraid yeah. to get on a plane. But when I get there, what's open for me to do? Yeah, yeah, and that, absolutely. Uh, I, I couldn't agree with that more. And so that's why recently in some of the, you know, in some of the blog posts that I've been writing, some of the videos that I've been making, I encourage, you know, some outdoor recreational stuff. I mean, national parks in the U.S. are probably some of the most underrated places. I think yeah. a good majority of people just don't visit them. And so, you know, we talk about the Great American Road Trip. I think RV, RV sales have skyrocketed. Um, but from a you travel, did that when we were little, I was on to something. You guys, yeah. not so, you guys not so much, but when Rich and I were kids, man, you put the you put the family in the back of the station wagon with the seat facing out the back window and took off. Yeah, absolutely. No, oh, I, I, I I couldn't agree more. Well, I went to Wally World. There you go. It was yeah. There's, 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 oh yeah, sure. So so I mean, I think when you get to a destination, you're right. Uh, you know what are what are some of my options? Like, what can I do? Or like, what am I going to, how am I going to shop? What are the restaurants looking like? There's a lot of questions. There's a lot of questions. Big challenge for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, I think, I think that's kind of a a way to show value, be able to answer questions, you know, so. Are, Are hotels opening up again? Can you, can you go on cruises? The cruising industry is uh, is not is not <laughs> not a lot of great news has come from the cruise industry. Um, you know, as of recently, I've uh, Virgin Voyages, Richard Branson's startup company, was supposed to debut this summer. Uh, they had mentioned that they're going to be sailing again in October, November, and so from the cruise industry uh, cruise industry's perspective, you can kind of expect those kind of dates. Right now, there aren't any cruises. As far as hotels opening go, I mean, yeah, you can stay in hotels. Um, you know, hotels are open. Airbnbs are open. Hotels are open. Um, they have probably maximum capacities. Uh, but I mean, I say it, I say in a hotel, uh, not too long ago, to be honest with you. Uh, it, it, and, and, and to me, everyone in this hospitality industry, and I think a lot of people just aren't really grasping this, their livelihood depends on your health and safety. I mean, right. no one wants the bad news. No one yeah. wants the bad press. Right. So like these people are taking all precautionary measures to make sure you're safe. And so I think that's important to understand. There's probably people that are doing it better. Marriott might be doing it better than, you know, other hotels, Um, you know, and Delta is probably doing it better than American, but their livelihood depends on it. Their brand depends on it. And so I think it's, you know, take it with a grain of salt and, 
go into it open-minded. We tell that to retailers all the time, that, that people who come to your store, you got to put the signs up. You have to follow the procedures. You have yeah. to make people wear masks because people are counting on you to keep them safe. That's, Absolutely. That's interesting what you said about the hotels and stuff. Yes, in your business then, are they proactive in, in resort areas, you know, like the big hotel, you know, resorts and things? Are they communicating to you saying, here's what we're doing, we're, you know, we're really safe, we're, you know, do, are they, so that when I come in and I go, I want to go here, where should I stay? You know, I want to be safe because I'm relying on you. I mean, actually, really, you got a pretty interesting and responsible job. My family's yeah. still, you know, so, so what do you say? You know, I, I know that you're going to give us a choice, but are they smart enough to send information to you on a continual basis saying, look, we have no problems and this is what we're doing. And I mean, they've taken advantage of that. I mean, it would be. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Rich. Uh, yeah. I think, you know, um, I'm led to believe that all partners within the travel agency community are making sure that this communication isn't going um, elsewhere. I, I think that communication is still pretty strong. Uh, yeah. Because again, like their their brand kind of depends on it, right? But it, but at the same time, I think people are hesitant to like highly encourage travelers to come visit our hotel. I don't think that's yeah. the message right now. That's not the tone or the voice. I think it's a little tone deaf, if you will. But I think people are staying up to date, and especially internally, people are have a good understanding of some of the precautionary measures that they're taking, and maybe some of their uh, opening dates. And so, yeah. you know, those, those are some of the things to keep in mind. And yes, a, a travel advisor will generally have all that information and be able to provide that for you. Travel did, uh, advisor, I got to remember ever, that. Did those people ever get off that last ship that was out at sea that was not able to port anywhere? These poor people. I don't know how the cruise industry yeah. is going to come back. I, I like cruising. Uh, one of my yeah. favorite family trips was a cruise that we took in, I think, yeah. I don't know, 2014. I don't see how I will ever step foot on a ship because of what this taught me is that you are on a ship in the middle of the ocean and if yeah. anything happens, you're stuck. And I don't know how I'm going to kick that for myself personally. Yeah. It, it's each of their own, Jason. Go on a, go <laughs> on a Mississippi river cruise. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Start there. That'd be fun. It was funny. Right I uh, had recently interviewed, uh, sorry, George, I, I had recently interviewed a crew member that was on that ship. Um, and he was on, he was on board for, I think five months. The, uh, uh, the recent one. Yeah. Yeah. The recent one. And he, uh, he's heading home now. They had the option. They had the option to stay on board with everything paid for, or they could, uh, you know, get shipped home. But, but yeah, it, the cruise industry is going to, yeah, you know, it's, it's an interesting conversation right now. There's not a ton of answers to that. So what are the things, what are the things that you typically cover? What have you been talking about lately on the Traveler podcast? What are your yeah, favorite so, uh, things to talk about? Yeah, so yeah, it's, uh, it's been an interesting time, obviously. But with, uh, you know, with, with a lot of, there's still, you know, <laughs> It's hard. It's hard to talk about because the travel industry is obviously uh, a shit show. Uh, so you can bleep that out, Jason. I'm sorry if that's uh, 
don't know how explicit. Now we need to be a little edgier on our podcast. Rich has been pushing for edge. You need to leave it in. Yeah. Rich has been pushing for us to be a little edgier. So. All right. Yeah. I like that. I like that. And so I think I've been trying to take the same take. Uh, You know, I think, you know, with all the respect to travel leaders, you know, the podcast was originally partnered with them and we were getting partners of, as I mentioned in the description, hotels, tour operators, tourism boards, uh, resorts, variety of variety of people that live within the industry. And it, and it, and it got a little bit uh, corporate, if you will. You know, it's just more about their brand and what they do. And so as of recently, um, since I've branched out, I've tried to take kind of an entertainment approach to it, bring some light a little bit and optimism to it. I know it's kind of a like hard that. time to see that through. But, uh, but yeah, a little unfiltered, as you mentioned. I think, uh, you know, just, there's, there's still things to talk about, right? I mean, we're talking about it now. There's still things that we can talk about. I mean, you can still travel. Um, I'm not, like I said, I'm not going to try to convince you of it. I'm going to let you make your own decisions. And, and, you know, it's a personal choice. But there's still things to talk about. Like I, I've been talking about, you know, things to consider for your next trip as far as packing essentials go. Like travel essentials. Like I got some sneaky ones. I, you know, I got some. I got well, some give them to us. Actually. What are the- <laughs> that's my favorite thing, man. I go yeah, give us your inside yeah. information. I make, you I just make the list. <laughs> yeah. You just stand there. Right, well, my most recent one was, uh, you know, I'm, 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 uh, I, I like to have beverages. Let's just say, let's just say you like to have beverages when you a travel. A beer in the morning. A beer in the yeah. morning, right? Let's just say, let, let's just say that. <laughs> yeah. So, so a sneaky thing that I've done, um, you know, when I was a little younger and like to party a little bit more is I would order Pedialyte packets. So small tubes of powder that you would put into your, to your water. And, uh, and that's, that's been an absolute lifesaver. It's a secret um, code and, and amongst gr- us alcoholics is uh, <laughs> yeah. the Pedialyte is yeah. the way back so that you can drink again okay, the so next day. <laughs> Pedialyte, Pedialyte is what I feed my kid when he has diarrhea. So yeah, yeah, oh, help, help, help me Electrolytes. Yeah, it's okay. all about the yeah. electrolytes. Gets you back. You know, okay, you're so feeling I'm like adding, a human being I'm adding, again. I'm adding Pedialyte yeah. packets to our travel kit. What else? I would, I would do that. Yeah, and uh, you know, just random things. I mean, nothing that's too out of the ordinary or too sneaky. But uh, I'm a huge advocate for packing cubes. I think it. Uh, Love them. It, it, yeah, I think it makes you either. Uh, it makes you pack more economically. If that's yeah. the right way to say it. Yeah, I think so. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, we talk about that. We talk about destination, uh, domestic destination of the week, if you will. We talk about some of the news. You know, Zach Efron came out with a new travel show that just hit on Netflix uh, a couple days ago. So we talk about that. We it's bring good. in some reviews. I mean, we swear. We swear. We talk about travel in a way that I just, people try to be a little sexy with it. But we talk about it in a pretty raw, unfiltered way where I think, you know, this industry needs it. And I think more now than ever. Uh, we need someone to step up into this travel industry and talk about it uh, with without corporate ties. So, you yeah. know, it just travel is much more. Yeah, it's just much more beautiful than that. You know, you know? It, a little more authentic. So. So, when, yeah. When, Ri- awesome. when Rich and I travel, we 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 look nice, but we're not wearing, <laughs> we're not wearing suits and things. We have speaker friends who say. You know, you have to be you have to be dressed up to travel because, you know, if you're in first class, you can sit down and have a conversation with the person next to you, and you never know if they'll be the person who hires you next. Shut up. Oh, here's, I'm torn between here's that. Here's me out of plane. <laughs> Don't right. talk to me. Yeah. Don't look at me. Don't touch me. Don't talk to me. I will be there in my jeans and my t-shirt, 
sitting back in steerage. Leave me alone. I bought this thing. She's so social. I bought this <laughs> oh on an airplane. You don't know. On an airplane. I want to sit next. If you ask me what I do on an airplane, I will tell you I'm a proctologist. Nobody wants to come near me. <laughs> and then I point at them. I just have one rule for it. Just don't wear shorts. No one like no one wants to stare at your legs for like no. six hours. Yeah. You know, like, no. Just don't wear shorts. No giblets. I, yeah, no. yeah, exactly. So, no giblets. So yeah. I, I, giblets. I just bought this. I, I just it. bought this pillow at the also later. <laughs> I, I just bought this travel pillar pillow at the travel and accessories show last year and it's called an easy pillow and you put it inside <laughs> your seat your seat and there's an armrest there so if you have yeah. an ass who's next to you who insists on leaning on your seat you got your own armrest I, yeah, i'm a person on a plane if you touch me i'm telling you get off me and kaiser yeah. is always kaiser is always like you shut up that's so rude no it's rude to be leaning on me Stop. I agree. Yeah, yeah. We you know, we we chime into those some some of those conversations. We uh, we talk about if the middle seat deserves both the armrest or just the left one or just the right mm -hmm. one. We talk about funny little debates. You know, we talk about some of the travel, some of the mistakes travelers make, like wearing shorts, like yeah. going barefoot. I mean, just some of the gross Ew. things. Gross. And let's not forget, like during this this pandemic, traveling was disgusting. Going on a plane, yeah. you should have always had your wipes and your hand sanitizer. Right. Like, let's not forget about this, you know? Mm -hmm. And so now you're, you're sitting in the cleanest plane and, and, and I hate to say it like this, but you know, they needed a reality check because it was, yeah. it is gross, you know, yeah. and it, there's a lot of germs, you know, it's a lot of things. Um, I will never say that the pandemic was good for anything, but, but yes. Yeah. Can, can we weigh in on the middle seat for a second? Cause I have many thoughts about this. It's the middle seat, no, middle seat doesn't deserve a yeah. single armrest. No, here's why. If, if you're, if you're an idiot, you're sitting in a middle seat, right? Because nobody <laughs> chooses to sit in a middle seat. So you no booked one. late yeah. or you did we something We call them basic wrong. economy, Jason. Yeah, basic, basic economy. economy. <laughs> so you want to spend nothing? No armrest. Okay. I spent my money. I want my armrest. You can sit with your hands folded and probably and don't sit Don't touch public. me. Yeah, exactly. All right. You know, we, travel, we travel Southwest a lot. I never, so I'm, I'm never not amazed at how you can somehow Keep that center seat between you and I. Oh, I'm gonna tell you how I do it. I'm gonna tell you how I do it. If there's an Here empty seat on the plane, it Here will be go. empty between Rich and me. What I do is <laughs> I grab the barf bag, and I actually have people send us pictures of this. We call it the barf bag world tour. I take the barf bag, I open it, I stare into it, and I look up so I can see people coming down the aisle. And if when somebody gets close and they look. The, you know, hey, these two look normal, and they're eyeing the seat in between us. I <coughs> cough. That is, and, and at Southwest, you pick your seats, right? It's just yes, first come, first serve kind of thing. It's a school bus in the sky. The school it's bus, really, school bus in the sky. So one time, that is, that's awesome. One time, the only seat in the entire plane empty is in between me and Rich because I did my barf bag world tour, and the guy, and me, as soon as you, the doors are closed, I start eating. So I picked out a pack of, pack yeah, of I couldn't, I couldn't fly with you. That's disgusting. Yeah. Especially like the person and who the went guy, to McDonald's and then brings it on board and now the whole plane reeks of your McDonald's. Oh, that's another you want to know the, you wanna know the very is. best thing that ever happened on a plane? When I worked for Ben Franklin stores, we used to do these giant trade shows all across the country. And on one of our trips, we were on United. 
one, there were three sales guys sitting in a row, district managers, and the one guy had a barf bag. And they called the flight attendant over and they passed the barf bag from the window to the flight attendant, flight attendant. But the guy in the middle stopped, opened it, looked in. They had poured a can of beef stew in there. Oh. They looked in. He stuck his hand and took out a pack of beef, ate it. Oh <laughs> no. <laughs> I attended vomiting. I would have puked if I would have saw that. And they got thrown off the plate. Now oh, these people. We've been partners for thirty. <laughs> we've been partners for thirty-two or thirty-three years. Look thirty. At, I had a full head of hair when I met her. Look what she. Oh yeah. Kaiser, why don't you tell? Why don't you tell Adam the disgusting thing you do every time you check into a hotel? I don't wait. We, uh, do we want to hear oh, yeah, this story? Oh, yeah, no. No, no, this is this is so gross. He he crawls around the hotel on his hands and knees. No, only in the, in the bathroom. bathroom. Wait, wait, hold on, Rich. You were like correcting her for something that's way worse than what I was imagining. You're like, yeah. no, no, but only in the bathroom. Like that's literally the one place. <laughs> yeah. Like you shouldn't be on worse. your hands and knees. Okay, unless so it was like a really good right night now. or something. Rich, can you hear us? Well, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish what he does. Okay. So he he crawls in the bathroom and he takes his finger and he rubs it in the farthest corner and he pulls it out and that's how he can tell if the hotel is clean. And he will tell you that he has seen a gazillion of those TV shows with the black lights and he'll go, they find stuff on the ceiling and on the bed and in the cart. And he tells us during presentations, and I was like, guys, are you going to shut up? The lady in the third row getting sick. Oh, my God. I'm going to get him a black light for Christmas. He's not even here to defend himself. (laughs) Yeah. Ask ask anybody you know in the travel industry who's heard us talk about customer service. They will have heard Rich's disgusting bathroom story, right? Kaiser? Hey, hey, it's safe. You know what I mean? If, if that, that under the sink area is clean, don't you think that the rest of the room's got to be clean if they're watching it that close? Oh. Just think about it. Yeah. Um, you know, I've stayed in a lot of hotels. I've never crawled on any floors. I've never gotten anything from any of the beds. Will. And I'm totally fine. And I, you know. I, I won't know. even walk yeah. on the I won't even walk on the floors barefoot. You know what I do now, though? I pull up the sheets and I, I look in the middle part to make sure that there's nothing in there. That because I learned this, Adam. You can add yeah. this to your add this to your toolkit. You didn't know. I didn't know this. If the sheets on the bed are perfectly smooth, mm-hmm. that means that they have been slept in. If they're wrinkly, that means that they were just yeah. put on the bed. And we Who would have never thought? Georgian and I read the same book that is like fantastic. The Heads and Beds book. Um, Heads and Beds, man. Uh, what's what's the author's name? Jacob Tomsky. Jacob, yeah, he, he he's is. Become, he's become awesome. a good acquaintance. I love the guy. That book is amazing. <laughs> if you have not read that book, good have books. you read that? Yeah. No. Heads in Beds by Jacob Tomsky. It is the. It's it's funny. It's a it's a memoir of opening yeah. up a five star hotel in New Orleans, and then he moves to New York, and he's hysterical. Now he's a now he's the drummer in a band called Cigarettes After Sex. But he's a like, he's a like national 
Yes, they tour the world. He's a he's a national best-selling author. I mean, what's cool about him is he went through every level of the hotel industry. Like he started out um, as a uh, like he was parking cars, right? Yeah. And yeah. then he worked his way up to the customer service side, front desk, all those things. And he was doing. Then he did behind the scenes customer service manager and, and upstairs manager, upstairs manager, and housekeeping um, manager. Housekeeping, yeah. So he's like got yeah. the whole experience and he's wow. giving tips about like what to do like one of the most interesting tips that i took away from it that i know george ann does is <laughs> like when you put it this way is when you tip someone you're like most people tip for the housekeeping right and that's that's good like you should tip the housekeeping but it's like the people that never get tipped but probably have the most influence over your stay is the front desk because right. when you check mm -hmm. in, they have the ability to put you literally anywhere, <laughs> regardless anywhere. Yep. what you book. And he's like, well, most people don't know that. They think they book a room, they book a specific room, but that's not true, as we all know. Um, so he's like, it is possible if you slip them a 20, well, now the choice of room just got a lot better. And all of a sudden, there's space for you, and there's, you know, so I know George Ann does Well, you can, ask for, you can ask for things. So what you do is you take your driver's license, you fold a 20, put it on top of it, put your credit card on top of that. You hand it to the front desk person and say, this is for you. Anything you could do for me, I would gladly appreciate it. Pick me a I great room. Pick I me a great that. room. Um, late checkout. Whatever you can do for me, I just want you to know I appreciate you. I, Adam, I've gotten the best rooms in almost every hotel I've ever been in because nobody tips the front desk. Yeah. And the, it, Jason's amazing. right. They, they know the best rooms. Yeah. So it's heads cool. and beds. Heads and beds. Memoir heads of and beds. Yep. You, uh, you, it's kind of a timeless read, you would say. Oh yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. And, and it's funny really too. He's a funny fun. guy. So it's a funny yeah, yeah. take on it. If you really want to have fun, buy it on audio. Oh, sure. Did he say it? Oh, oh, sure. That's great. Oh, he's, he swears a lot. He, he tells you, he tells you exactly what what it's like. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be I'm definitely going to be taking that tip from you guys on that. Yeah, it's good. I love it. Oh, you can good. share it with your clients. There you go. We have forever. Tip the front. Have desk. shared it. The guy owes his commission. I'm telling you what. Uh, <laughs> what else? What what else should we, should we know about your podcast about the travel industry? Because we could go on for hours. Kaiser Kaiser keeps disappearing. He does. He keeps popping in and out of here, doesn't he? You know, <laughs> we're so connected now with virtual, and it's like how amazing it was that we went from not doing this at all, most of us, to like all of a sudden yeah. we're all at our homes doing this virtually, and we there was like no interruption, none. It was like so seamless. Yeah. But then every now and then you have the moments where it's like you're going in and out and some person keeps dumping out and everyone is on that meeting where that one person is freezing and disappearing. And today that is rich, unfortunately, who is or they have sometimes no with us, on, sometimes not. <laughs> have you been on a yeah. call where they got like no pants on or they, <laughs> they take their, they take their phone or they take their computer from one room to another and you get to really look at their decor and you're thinking, Oh, that guy's an asshole. You're, you're <laughs> on the call right now with the person what? without pants. Why didn't I, why didn't I know that? <laughs> <laughs> that was coming. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That was the alley yeah. right there. <clears throat> that was an assist. I was go. just going to say mm -hmm. that, was a, that was a nice assist. Mm -hmm. So I have a question for you. Uh, we yeah. always think 
you know, I, there are some trips I think that you can book yourself. If I'm if I'm going from here to my sister's house and I'm going to book it myself, I can do that. But if it's an important trip, we and we have to be there, have to get there. We always use a travel specialist, a, a travel agency. I, I think. Tell me if I'm wrong. I think that it's more important now, now more than ever, and moving forward to use a travel specialist instead of taking it into your own hands. Yeah, I think, you know, to answer that question, um, I, I do want to kind of ride the, the thin line here of saying not all trips require a travel advisor. Right. Um, but I also want to make it very clear that I think now more than, you know, eight months ago, nine months ago is you're going to, you're going to see more value in what they can provide. Um, and, and just to give you a few examples, like information right now on travel is, it's, like I said, it's a convoluted conversation. There's restrictions, there's less restrictions. Traveling internationally might be a little bit scary for people, not for Jason, obviously, um, or me. <laughs> fearless. <laughs> but yeah, fearless. And, but, but I think, you know, the experts are, are you know, you, you can't really, Google just can't give you all the answers. They're, they might have all the information, but I just can't give you all the answers. And, uh, you know, I'm an advocate for an advisor because, I, because I've traveled using one. Um, I've worked in the industry. I've worked alongside of them. And I, and I understand that they're educated and they provide value in ways that you have never really thought about before. And I, I think they uh, emphasize your trip and they make it more seamless. And we could really go into that more detailed. Um, but, but, I, but I would cap it off by saying, if you are looking to travel and you're interested in a variety of things like dinner reservations and tours and, and giving a better understanding of where to stay, or maybe there's more variables, maybe you're staying in multiple cities, or maybe it's uh, you know multiple flights, what have you. Um, I think it's smart to consider it and to open your mind to it and to discuss and have a conversation with one. Right. And I just think like the relationship part of it too is fun because, and I think a lot of people oversee that. It's like when you have like a personal designer, like you're having a personal travel designer. And so, you know, if you're going to put your money into travel, I think you should get the most out of it. And I think, you know, I, I just don't think, you know, travel is taken for granted uh, prior to all this. And I don't think it will be moving forward. And so, uh, you know, if you were to consider a trip, I would say open your mind to the discussion. Yeah. yeah. Good travel uh, planners good uh, are like your best asset because like if something yeah. happens on your trip, it's a phone call and then you don't have to stress. Yeah. And yeah. we all know that stress of like an, an unforeseen incident happening on your trip. And if yeah. you're alone, you're alone and you got to figure it yeah. out yourself. But if you have a great travel planner and, and I stress great cause I've had bad ones and you know, sure. bad ones are really bad and usually don't yeah, offer you of much. But the good ones like you, Adam, you know, like it's a phone call and then the stress is off of me and on to you. Yeah. And, you know, you're not stressed because yeah. this is what you do. This is your daily. This is your so job. Pro. And, and you know, and then I don't have to think about it. And especially like, I don't yeah. know, I have a three-year-old. The last thing I need to do is figure out how to rebook myself when I'm in the middle of Jamaica yeah. during a pandemic. Exactly. Do you guys? Yes, absolutely. Do you guys feel comfortable staying at Airbnbs? You know, yeah, my do sister it does it all the time, and, but I'm always thinking, what's it really going to be like? Is it going to be gross? Is it going to be okay? Are they going to be filming me? <laughs> uh, can, can I tell you, 
I, with my, uh, with my wife, we traveled international a lot before we had our three-year-old. We, now we, we did our first trip that was in March. And of course we, it was a pandemic. So there you go. Um, yeah. but we used to travel all the time internationally. We spent a month. Um, we went to, um, Madrid, Barcelona, um, and somewhere else in Spain, I'm forgetting. And then we went to, um, Crete and then we went to Greece and we spent Maybe. a month doing that, that trip. And it was fantastic. We did it all in Airbnbs and every single one was amazing. Even the ones that weren't that nice were still amazing because the owners, they write out all this stuff that you might not have thought about seeing. Um, We got to do a rooftop movie that looked over the Parthenon. Like it was some some stuff that the locals do that you would never have thought about if you did like a coach tour or something. Those, I don't know. I'm sorry. Not a big fan. (laughs) Of course. But you know, Airbnb is just a whole different experience. (laughs) Yeah, I, I love how uh, I love how travel planners or travel advisors are always correlated to coach tours. Um, <laughs> it's it's a funny thing, and it's a kind of a it's you know people are under the impression that you know generally older people would use a, a travel advisor, but that's not always the case. But yeah, I, I can agree with you in a in a variety of ways, uh, Jason. I think you first have to ask yourself what you're trying to get out of the trip, right? For me. I love staying in Airbnbs, but I also love staying in hotels. I'm a huge fan of the luxury collection at Marriott. I know that gets a little greedy, oh, but I if you get the them. chance. Yeah, I mean, you it's just what, like- You know what else I love? Their yeah. autograph collection. That's my new autographic collection. The autograph collection. Yeah, and you know what? I've stayed in multiple Sponsor Airbnbs. Sponsor us, Marriott. You, yeah, what's that? What's that? Sponsor us, Marriott. <laughs> love it. Love it. Yeah, no free ads here, though. No, um, <laughs> we're not tied to anybody just like you. We can say whatever we want. Yeah, but I think, you know, you get a local taste and a local local flair to an Airbnb. Um, if you were to put them up against uh, how sanitary they may be, uh, you know, I think everyone different because they all pay for different cleaning and sanitary yeah. solutions. I, you know, every, everyone's different. So if you're looking at it from that perspective, I would I would much rather stay at a Marriott than an Airbnb if you're looking at it like that. But you know, if that, if you're not concerned about that, if you're not worried about that, I would never you know, stray away from Airbnb. But again, I mean, it's all about dynamic of the trip. Like if you want right. to cook and you have 16 people, right. you know, find a really cool Airbnb. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, if, if you're staying with your family um, and you know, you're or an all-inclusive maybe, uh, you know, it just kind of depends on the dynamic of the trip. I think, you know, that conversation is very situational. Yeah, I, I joke about coach tours, but my previous experiences, like in those in some of those countries, was coach tours. Um, I actually got yeah. engaged in in Italy um, while we were on a coach Look at tour. You. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. So, you know, but we that's were amazing. on a coach tour, and we did that again in What's France. What's a coach tour? I'll let like coach Adam box. explain a uh, coach. Well, it kind of depends. Box? I mean, I think. I, I think, I mean, Jason, I, I would much rather have you elaborate on, on your experience so we can get a better idea of it. But, sure. but yeah, I mean, did you get, coach, did you yeah, get engaged on a bus? Yeah, you know, it was a big greyhound, and I just got out when it was really hot and the exhaust was spraying in our face. I'm like, would you? <laughs> no, it was, it's a, a coach tour just means you, so we flew into Rome, and, you know, it's, it's a big tour group. And yeah. everybody range, it's true. It's not just old people. A lot of people think of Perilla tours. And I think you do have to be like a hundred years old to take a Perilla tour. But, um, but we were, you know, there's a whole range of ages and, and different yeah. demographics. It was fine. It was great. Um, and, uh, and then you drive, like they, the coach takes you to all these really nice hotels that we got to stay yeah. in. I mean, some 
beautiful hotels that you never book on your yeah. own. And we stayed in places we probably wouldn't have thought about. Like um, one of my favorite places, like San Gimignano in Italy in wine country. Like I don't think it's on the map. It's like really tiny, um, but it's beautiful. Yeah. Really glad we did it. And they take you all throughout like the, the regions of, of Italy and they have a tour director and he tells you all about it. So you get the information. I'm a history buff. So I love so that. So where did you pop the question? Where were you? Venice on a, uh, on a gondola. Oh, okay. Amazing. I, that's beautiful. I just asked you 10 minutes ago if you were on a bus when you did it and you went, yeah. And all I'm thinking is. Cause I'm joking with you. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Jill married you. And you asked you her to marry you. Yeah. We were just under the overpass and uh, we pulled <laughs> off. I love it. Yeah. So Adam, is there anything else that you think we should know about you or your podcast, the cool things you're doing, anything about Shameless. that, anything else we should know about planning travel um, during or after COVID, just, you know, kind of give us your, your final thoughts yeah. because th we could go on for days on this podcast, yeah. I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, we could. Yeah, so a little bit of a shameless plug, I guess. Um, yeah, give you know, one. Yeah, I mean, as of recently, I'm coming out with episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. You can find that on my Facebook and LinkedIn page. Um, you know, I post pretty frequently on, on Instagram, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, as far as, you know, those are some of the places you can connect with me, but, but as far as, uh, like my final thoughts on travel, I think the choice is personal. Um, I think if you feel safe, then the opportunity is there and there's a variety of places you can go. And I know the U S is a little, uh, complicated right now, but there are still places you can travel to. And, uh, and there's, there are still places, uh, not out of reach internationally. Um, I talked about Los Cabos recently on, on my podcast, you know, there's the Caribbean, it, every, it's there, but I think again, it's a personal decision. It really comes down to how confident you are. Um, you know, if you were to ask me tomorrow to go to Mexico and then go to Jamaica and then go to St. Bart's, um, I would say yes in a heartbeat. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of people should consider it. And I think the cliche saying right now is it's never a bad time to, to plan. It's never a yeah. bad time to start thinking about it. Um, take advantage, take advantage. I will say for the people that are willing to travel soon or, or looking into it, take advantage of it because resorts are opening up, hotels are opening up and there, there's a lot of deals and a lot of incentives and a lot of benefits. Um, airlines are trying to fill man. Airlines are trying to fill their seats. Uh, cancellation policies are extending. So take advantage of that. You can book a trip today. You can cancel it you know, in three weeks, two weeks prior to, you know, and get credit back obviously, but, but still, I, I mean, if, yeah, if you anticipate traveling in the future, you know, or next year or year after, um, those credits will obviously come in handy, but, but I, it's a personal decision. It really is. Yeah. And then I, I hope to see more people considering it and doing it within the restrictions, wear a damn mask and stand six feet apart. This isn't, this isn't, Amen. this doesn't need to be political. This doesn't need to be complicated. Um, yeah. you know, I don't think it's infringing on your health. Uh, you know, what, you know, whether you see all those videos or not, I wore, a, I wore a mask for, for six hours on a flight and felt okay. So, um, I just think wear the mask, stand six feet apart, follow the rules and, and things will hopefully come back to normal. That's solid advice. You have, you, my friend have cracked the code of Instagram. Um, Adam on, <laughs> Adam on Instagram is Adam underscore L O V I C K. Adam yeah. underscore Lovick. 
I just checked out your feed. There's lots of great, lots of great photos on here and you have tons of interaction with people. So maybe next time we'll, we'll do a, a how Adam does social media podcast. (laughs) You've got it dialed in. I'd be happy to, I'd be happy to, to discuss some of the things and well, I appreciate you guys having me on. It's been awesome. And tell, uh, Tell Rich that we missed him at the end yeah. of the podcast. We lost there, but yeah, I was just going to say this is in m- 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 uh, memorandum. I don't know, whatever. We just really miss Rich right now. Memorable. Yeah. 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 We're, we, yeah. we remember him and, and wish him well wherever he is at this yeah. point in, in virtual. He just texted. He just texted. <laughs> he's, in, he's in the office and our, and our internet just uh, ain't working for him. So, Jason, yeah. bring us home. Adam, thank you so much for doing the podcast. This was awesome. It was great having you on. If if Rich just keeps dumping out of our podcast, maybe we'll have you on more so we can keep the yeah. dialogue going. I'm with it. I'm with it. Thank you so much for having me on, Jason and yeah. Georgina. I really appreciate it, guys. It was a pleasure having you. Good. And, and uh, maybe we could do yours. We'll see. Um, yeah. We, we could talk travel forever, as you can see. You think yeah. I got good? You think I gave you good ideas here, honey? Oh, we got more in the bank, huh? Yeah, it's just going to be that Jacob Thompson book, but hey, we could keep going. No, it's not. <laughs> no, Georgia, they, you guys travel more than anybody I know. Did I, tell you, did I tell you what he did to me? So he does this thing. He does this thing called Short Story Thursdays, mm-hmm. and he does it live on LinkedIn. And and he's a you know an award winning author, but he's also um, he loves literature. So every Thursday he reads a story or gives us a story to read then he talks about it there's a lot of drinking involved and so one night I, I I'm, I'm in bed I mean I got I got bedhead I'm wearing a tank top I turn it on and as soon as I turn it on he starts screaming guys you're in bed guys are in bed get on here get on here live with me and I'm thinking are you kidding me <laughs> but I did it I love it I so love I it. had the you know fingers stuck in a light socket hair and <laughs> We talked about a bunch of stuff, and then he said to me, "What are you reading right now?" And you know, I read so much. I went, "Oh, heads in bed." He's like, "You ass," and hangs up. Disconnects <laughs> me. So you guys are too much fun. Thanks so much, Adam. Bender and Baum. And uh, and everybody, thank you for listening, um, as you do on a frequent basis. You know, I'm going to do my best uh, with everything and try to uh, keep this going. Um, and. Uh, and thank you for your listening and for support. And, uh, and you can find us everywhere that you can find a podcast because we really did our homework as to where to post this thing. <laughs> so uh, keep joining us. We're going to keep making them. We love you guys. Have a good week. Take care. Bye.